0: just use what you have. Um, And I think that aspect also makes it more approachable, because people think that you need all these swaps, and it's so expensive. But zero waste doesn't have to be expensive.
1: Hello, thank you so much for checking out Earthcare, the interview series that's dedicated to understanding the ways we can care for the Earth and each other. I'm your host, Sarah Christie, and I'm on a mission to make climate change an approachable and not so overwhelming conversation for everyone. On this podcast, we meet climate heroes activists, experts, entrepreneurs, and get their take on how we can help save the planet. And during this episode, we're learning how to do that in a pet-friendly home. Emma Dendler is the creator, founder, and mind behind The Simple Environmentalist, which is the platform created to show that living zero waste doesn't have to be expensive. In fact, it can save you money and you can have some fun while you're at it. Emma's content covers all things low waste from mending clothes before buying new to upcycling food scraps to finding environmentally conscious ways to declutter your home. On the Simple Environmentalist website, Emma writes... Before I started my platform, I was upset at how zero waste was just an aesthetic trend that people bought their way into. It wasn't very inclusive in terms of money, and it was also ableist and gatekeepy, so the simple environmentalist was born. Now, we've talked a lot about this throughout this season, but I think we're all feeling inflation, so if there's a way that we can think more sustainably while also saving money, let's get into it. I really do appreciate Emma's approach to the content that she shares because it's so approachable. You know, if she tries a new product and it doesn't work or it isn't worth the money, she'll tell us. And as we learn more about finding our own lane in climate action, it just becomes so clear that there needs to be room for everyone, right? So making these conversations not only approachable, but also truthful is crucial. Now, this is the final EarthCare interview of this season. And I wanted to wrap with this conversation because it's a topic that you've messaged me about multiple times how can we reduce waste as a pet friendly home and I'll use my home as an example we have our cat Ayla she's the best she's so cute but you think about her food all of her food comes in plastic bags when she gets a new toy they often come in plastic zip ties that you got to throw out so are there areas that I haven't thought of where I could be reducing some of that waste well still ensuring Ayla is a happy camper in this house. And hey, I mean, her food and treats, they add up quick too. So who better to talk to about this than an expert in finding hacks that reduce waste and our credit card spending? Here it is, my Earth Care conversation and the final one for season four with Emma Dendler, the Simple Environmentalist. Emma Dendler, the founder of the Simple Environmentalist. Thank you so much for being on Earth Care. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I got to tell you, a constant request from EarthCare listeners has been what we're going to get into during this episode, which is, as a pet-friendly house, how do I reduce waste as a pet owner? And we will get into that, but I was reading your website, and you just have such an interesting story into your journey with environmentalism, and I think your low-waste, your low-budget approach really hits home with so many of us, especially mm-hmm. now in a time where we go to the grocery store, and you know two items are suddenly $50, right? So right. I'm curious, what kickstarted your journey into environmentalism?
0: Yeah, so I grew up in the rural Midwest in the United States, and we didn't even have recycling. Like, We knew nothing about living eco-friendly. I think we eventually got recycling when I was in high school, but then I joined the military because I didn't want to go to school, which took me to Western Texas, which was a pretty big city for me coming from the midwest and they also didn't have recycling either and that's when i first started getting into like oh we need to be recycling and then the military sent me to okinawa japan and that's a little island off the coast of japan off the mainland of japan and from there i was recycling i was doing all this great stuff like after i had consumed all of my stuff but then i was seeing all of our waste wash up on the shores of this island and i'm like wait this recycling is actually doing nothing all this waste is still ending up on our shores I should probably start reducing as well and then from there I also started educating myself on things like the great pacific garbage patch rising ocean levels and stuff like that and I'm like wait if I don't know about this surely other people don't know about it and so my platform was born
1: now you just mentioned the great pacific garbage patch which I'm sure we've all seen a picture of but maybe don't know what that is are you able to Mm -hmm. just explain what that
0: is yeah so In the Pacific Ocean, um, off the coast of like California and Asia, there's like a swirling current, and it basically sucks all all of the garbage into the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and I'm not sure the size that it's up to now, but a few years ago, it was like twice the size of the whole country of France. It's huge
1: right and so reduction plays such a big role in that because you know we think like if we throw something out if we put it in the recycling some surely something someone does something with it Mm -hmm. but there you go like (laughs) that's clearly not the case on your website you talk a lot about um the aesthetic of zero waste and i Mm -hmm. think i know exactly what you're talking about when you say that you know this idea of like okay i'll go out and i'll buy reusable rags well actually you don't really need to do that so what do you want viewers to take from your approach to reducing waste
0: is just use what you have um and i think that aspect also makes it more approachable because people think that you need all these swaps and it's so expensive but zero waste doesn't have to be expensive if you already have some kitchen rags you can use those as reusable napkins reusable towels if you have you could go thrift a towel and cut it up into smaller rags um you don't have to buy a reusable water bottle. You can just reuse a jar. There are so many things in your house that you can probably already use to reduce your waste. You just have to be a little creative. Totally. Then you
1: mentioned we can't buy our way out of the climate crisis. So what right. does that what does that mean to you?
0: It means like again, using what you have, and then also um, thinking about how to reduce your waste. You don't need a bunch of swaps. Some swaps are great. Like if you run out of your traditional wasteful shampoo, opt for a shampoo bar. But all these big swaps people are advertising a lot on the internet. I mean, myself included, (laughs) you don't, you don't need them. Um, For example, if you already have a safety razor that works for you, you don't need to go out and buy like a fancy leaf razor, just for one example. Totally. And uh, that resonated
1: with me and probably a lot of listeners as well, because when I first started getting into reducing waste and environmentalism, I was guilty of that. I found a zero waste Mm -hmm. store and was just so excited about all of it. And, you know, probably spent money that I didn't need to, which is why it's good to have this conversation. Now, right. if someone is about to go try and reduce waste as a pet-friendly home, you know, let's talk about how we can reduce waste and, you know, maybe do it on a budget. So you are a pet-friendly mm-hmm. house from my understanding. I am. Yes, okay. I have one dog and one cat.
0: Woo! What are their names? Denahi is our dog. He's a border collie lab and Mochi is our cat.
1: Very nice. So uh, my cat is Ayla. She's an old lady and she runs this house. Uh, (laughs) So how
0: have you found some ways to reduce waste uh, at home with your pets? Um, My favorite way with both of them is to make toys myself. Um, When we lived in Japan, we lived by a, a tennis park. So there were tennis balls all the time as litter. So we turned those into dog toys. Old socks that have holes in them are great to just tie together and make tug toys for Janahi. And then my favorite toys to make for mochi is just cut up old fabric, tie it to a stick. And now it's one of those like um, string toys you would buy at the store. That's such a good idea. So I made something similar for Ayla, but with
1: elastics. And now she doesn't really chew, like she doesn't eat things that aren't her food, but I was told that elastics are kind of dangerous for cats in case Mm -hmm. they do eat them. So fabric, that's uh, a great alternative and probably a safer alternative. Now I did see a video where you were making, uh, snacks for your dog. Mm -hmm. What was it with
0: carrot scraps or something like that? I have used just about every food scrap you can think of to make snacks for Denahi. Thankfully he's not picky. Um, but one I did recently that you're probably mentioning is carrot tops. I know people eat them all the time. I don't like the flavor of them. So I'm like, how can I repurpose these? I also had a brown banana. So I just combined them with some oats in a blender, baked them. And they were DIY dog treats
1: that's amazing. It's it's just I mean, first of all, going to save you money, which I think mm-hmm. is a huge topic on your your content approach. Mm-hmm. Um what about waste because, you know, the litter comes in plastic. Um not every, you know, poop bag is is biodegradable. So what's your mm-hmm. approach with that situation?
0: Yeah, so for Denahi, we opt for compostable poop bags which Isn't necessarily a great option because we don't have commercial composting. So it still ends up in the landfill. But I personally think that using bioplastics um, or creating bioplastics rather is a less harmful um, process than creating regular plastics. But you also don't even have to buy fancy compostable poop bags. You can just use what you already have. If you buy bagels and bread and tortillas, just repurpose those bags. Um, For cat litter, we luckily have an option locally that comes in cardboard and is made from like upcycled wood. So it's very, very low waste. But even if you have to buy clay litter, I would try to find some in a box. I've seen that those are pretty popular, at least in the United States, not sure about Canada. But there's also, I've seen huge, probably like three, five gallon tubs of cat litter. It is plastic, but that plastic is at least recyclable or reusable.
1: That's so cool to know that those options exist because, you know, I always yeah. struggle with the mentality of it's not our pet's fault that we're in this climate crisis. So you want to do everything in the world for them to make mm-hmm. sure they're happy. So it's just so neat to see that innovation um, as, you know, as the consumer, that innovation that we, we can support exists and, and mm-hmm. is also forward thinking for the environment. Are you able to make any snacks for your cat as well or, sh- or are they pretty picky? She's pretty picky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really tried, and that's just because our neighbors cat sit a lot for us, and every time they do, they buy treats for her. <laughs> so we've just been going through those that we've been gifted.
1: Through your journey through environmentalism, what has been some of the biggest learning curves that you you've you know run into?
0: I think just remembering that you can't do it all as an individual. I think everybody who goes on a zero waste journey has that point at some point that they're like, I have to do everything. I have to be perfect. Um, maybe not necessarily thinking like I have to fix climate change, but thinking that their actions are the absolute worst. When in reality, if you have to use a plastic water bottle at the airport because you forgot to bring a reusable one, or even have to catch a flight, for example, doing one bad thing isn't going to have a make or break effect on climate change. Of course, I still think we should be doing everything that we can. I'm not trying to say like everybody needs to just keep living wasteful lives. But just trying to remember that, if you have to do a wasteful thing here and there, it's not your fault that climate change is happening. Totally. Well, I
1: mean, we've been connected for less than a year and I've already learned so mm-hmm. much from your account. So I appreciate oh, all the advocacy and the content that you share on social media. And I uh, I look forward to learning more as you keep putting stuff out there. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of Earth Care and letting this podcast be a part of your day. That's officially a wrap. On season four. This season was kicked off with Christy Drutman, who you might know as Brown Girl Green Online, where we learned about creating more green jobs in the workplace. Then, as episodes continued, we chatted about inclusivity and accessibility in sustainable fashion, how kids can get involved in climate action, how to reduce food waste and then save money on your grocery bill. We talked about the importance of finding joy in climate action, and then a whole lot about Bill 23 in relation to the Ontario Greenbelt. So those episodes are all available for free on the iHeartRadio Canada app or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And you know, it really does mean the world to me that you've taken time to give these conversations a listen so now i'm heading back to the drawing board to map out the next round of interviews plan for new conversations meet new guests that we can learn from in the meantime we can connect online at earth show on instagram and tiktok don't forget to give those accounts a follow or earthcareshow.com for more information and hey if you have time rate and leave a review of this podcast i'd love to know what's on your mind what's been clicking with you, and what topics we should explore next. As I start gathering new interviews, those reviews and ratings are also a huge help in securing guests, so I really do appreciate that. I'm your host, Sarah Christie, and the goal of this podcast is to get us talking about climate change. So, let's chat.